to the second Filthy Apron podcast. Um, yeah, we did our first one a couple of weeks ago and got some listeners, which was great. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that. Uh, this week, we got our friend Jerome Huxley on. Uh, we'll be talking all things wine, homemade wine. Um, foraging. Foraging. Um, pickling. Pickling. Fermenting. Fermenting. Melting. Melting. <laughs> Melting. Bad. Burning. Yeah, burning. Um, bad taco restaurants and Jerome will be skirting around the issue of yeah. what's called his um, cocktail. Um, okay, so we're here with Jerome, uh, who's a very good friend of ours. Uh, how do we know you, Jerome? Uh, food and food. drink. Yeah, yeah, it is. Food, food drink and music, basically, and yeah. yeah. And beach, yeah. Um... And you down the schooners a lot, yeah. Um, and you, yeah, you're very keen on food and into that whole sort of world. Very keen on booze, I would say. Yeah, yeah to my uh, to my eternal shame. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some uh, Huxley Farm oh, yeah. booze in the fridge. Actually, what? Yeah, should maybe. Well, we could try. try yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably worth pointing out. We're recording this at ten a.m. in the morning. So. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's ten a.m. But uh, we recorded it at twelve fifteen last time. And uh, yeah. we still had a couple of Rosso Blanco, so. Um, so it's only slightly worse. No, it's only slightly worse, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Um, so, Jerome, you've kind of changed your life dramatically, I would say, in the, mm. in the last sort of year, two years? Yeah, a year and a bit. Okay. Um, Independence Day, 4th of July, right, is right. Uh, when I worked my final day sort of at an office desk. Used to be working in London. And did you do it because you're such a, like, Independence Day fan, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the film, not the uh, the US celebration. Yeah, that was it. Every it's year I wheel it out. That is exactly right, and I thought I've got to do something to commemorate the uh, the release of this film. So I just quit my job and put myself at the mercy of Mother Nature. Yeah. And uh, stay in Cornwall and uh, grow as much veg as possible. Okay, cool. So what were you doing before? What was, uh, what was your job before? Uh, for a while I worked in the music industry. Okay. And um, then I, uh, the bottom fell out of that, so far as I was concerned. So then I went to um, work in... Well, the fell out of that in general, didn't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were selling red stripes outside. <laughs> 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 outside outside Daniel Palace. Yeah. yeah. You're fine. <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, then I then I sort of transitioned into uh, the tech sector. So okay. What did you do in the music industry? Uh, I used to did a bit of A and Ring, yeah. which is um, looking for artists to sign and um, hopefully sign them up, and also put music into film and TV okay. and, and ads. Who, who was so. your biggest signing? What's the, what's the <laughs> you won't have heard of any of them. So, <laughs> but uh, one guy was called Sebastian Tellier. I know Sebastian Tanner, well, the French really? dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah French guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's French, isn't he? Yeah, we bet the... he's got one big tune called uh, La Retournelle. Right, okay. Which uh, it was actually Tom Middleton, who played, you know, from Cornwall, who played it the first time that oh, I right. heard it, yeah. He's an Ed Banger, on Ed Banger Right, 
Uh, he was on Record Makers in oh, Paris, oh, yeah. Right. But um, yeah, so signed him up, and um, then he, he just. Oh, you've never heard of him. <laughs> 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 oh, I was this little artist called Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> 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 Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, you did that and then moved into the tech world? Yeah, moved into the tech world where I worked for um, a couple of mobile phone companies yeah. and uh, then most recently for Samsung. Okay. Totally different ball game, yeah. um, very much sort of, you know, transactional sort of business, very dry kind of a business, obviously. But um, lots more money yeah. than the, the music industry. So, um, how, how did you end up here then? What got you to Cornwall? Oh, so it was a uh, yeah sausage and ale festival. Really? It was my wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was sausages that that brought me down. Love it. <laughs> sausages were my downfall. In your office. It was radio. It was a uh, blue bag of England. Yeah. Like the <laughs> Sausage and ale. It was the scent next week? <laughs> it was along those lines, yeah, yeah. It was the scent of a um, sausage skillet that uh, my wife picked up on the... Uh, we are driving around Cornwall. Who's a hardcore veggie? Is now, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We were both hardcore carnivores. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, so um, at the time, yeah, we didn't, we didn't really eat many vegetables at all, to right, be honest. Yeah. But we've, um, yeah, we've changed all that, you know, fairly recently. So, um, but it was sausages that were the... Uh, yeah, right. The initial Falling. temptation. It yeah. was good, that sausage and ale festival. Which one was it? Drifty? Down one? Drifty, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so we came down, saw, you know, the paradise that was St Agnes. We yeah. didn't have any kind of, you know, any other inn um, apart from that. And then um, realised just, just how good it was down here. And, yeah. And it was for us, because we're, we're, we're both from Australia originally. And uh, one thing we, we, you know, we love... The UK, but missed the beaches. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't sort of. We really desperately missed missed the beach, and um, didn't realise down here there were beaches that were every bit as good as the ones over there. So is that once true? That, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, because wetter and colder. Yeah, colder. Yeah, but the thing is, you've got to understand that you, you've got to come off the beach at some point. So once you do, you need to go into a pub or a restaurant. And over there, good restaurants, but the pubs just don't. Don't yeah, stack like up surf next clubs to here. And yeah, stuff, yeah big surf, yeah, gambling, gambling machines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, no, not the beaches over there. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, for us, you know, w- what we like is uh, is the beach here. Um, okay, so what you sort of gave up the London life yeah. um, and the rat race, as it were, to come down and. It's the good life. I mean, you know, we had that piped over in the 70s in Australia, and we were watching like Richard Bryars you know, doing his thing. And I thought there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a way of doing this. Yeah. Yeah, it was that. Because I remember you saying um, that you were going to do it, but I didn't totally believe that you were going to quit your job. Yeah. Yeah, none of my mates do either. My mates are still waiting for sort of a big downfall and, you know, which is is bound to happen. I'll get, you know, get my comeuppance from trying to do this. I remember asking you about it and you said, um, well, Marina's just going to have to get used to my presence. And I was like, but what you actually said is, Marina's just going to have to get used to no presence. <laughs> 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 she's working, she's away from home a lot more often now than I'm around as well, so, yeah. Must have been quite good money in all those gigs. It's quite well, hard it's, to leave all that behind, isn't it? Uh, 
no, not for me. No, I mean, you get to a point in your life where you think, "What am I doing?" Um, it's not. I mean, it's there was and there wasn't any kind of plan. This is first. A lot of people have some kind of a plan, I guess, yeah. in their life. Well, that's a massively do. ballsy move to just go. Yeah. See you later. Well, not really. Not when sort of life is ebbing away and you're sort of aging, and you just think, "What am I? You know, what, what is all? Am I? Yeah. You know, going to sit at a desk for the rest of my life, or what am I going to do? You know?" And then there's no risk. That's that's why I feel it's kind of it's very low risk if you're if you're not fulfilled in what you're doing. Okay, you need a certain amount of money, but you you know. But then some people, that's your you know that's quite a um, that's a really refreshing outlook on it. But for yeah. some people, that would freak them the fuck out. Do you know what I mean? That would like mm. to leave all that behind. They would kind of keep one foot in it, or you know, sort of slowly. Um, sort of adjust to this way of living that you're yeah. living now but you've just gone bang yeah I mean I think I mean I've read a lot you know in the build up to, to this to you know about the sort of technicalities of growing stuff and yeah. preserving stuff and I think you can either do it you can either be rich enough that you just do it as a hobby which, yeah. which I'm certainly not or you've got to go for me or both then. fit into so it otherwise I'll just sort of you're going to try and make a business out no I'm literally at the moment trying to grow and preserve everything and yeah. to get to a point where we can be off grid and energy um, self-sufficient yeah. in, in as much as possible so we're sort of going to find out where the, the ceiling of that is and yeah. Yeah. you know could be 10 months time I'm back selling cans of red stripe outside gigs but as you were saying Wake, it's like it's not trying to come to the next level it's booze as well he's making his own booze oh yeah, yeah. Booze, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. you gave me some was like fruit wine. I don't know what it was. It like blackberry wine. Yeah, the black. Yeah, black. that was really good. And it's like sometimes people give you things like that mm. when they try and make something like that, and you have it. Oh my god, that <laughs> tastes like turps <laughs> and ribena. <laughs> but this was actually really nice. Yes. Yeah. And what's the other one you gave me? Like, uh, there's a golden wine. Yeah, the golden wine. I've mm. still got some of that. Mm. That's good yeah. at ten o'clock in the morning. Should we go see if yeah, that's that's, if you got any of that, <laughs> I did a few little yeah, cocktails. It's gonna, it's in the kimchi fridge. It's gonna smell. The bottles smell. Well, that's okay. I mean, we were talking about botulism yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can make a cocktail Number. that gives you botulism. Yeah, yeah that'll, that's uh, that would be a first. Well, yeah, well, that's mad. I, I just find that mad and sort of you know, um, you know, quite admirable. The, admirable. Admirable. <laughs> Admiral. <laughs> Admiral. Um, you've just got smell it on the balls. It's, you'll smell it drift through your hair. Ooh, that's, that's, give it, yeah, a bit of exotica. Okay, so, what you talk us through those when you get the chance and we're going to get a couple um, of All right, yeah, so the uh, first one we're looking at is the uh, black um, blackberry wine, yep. all foraged. Synagnus Blackberries. Okay. Um, and all these recipes, by the way, come from an old book. There is the there is a book of making your own. Okay, you're um, not just like doing it off the top of your head. No, I mean I'm uh, I mix it up like the, the the golden wine has a strip of mango in there just for a bit of exotica. Okay, and is but, that um, a special spa? Is that, mango? Is that locally? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's mango. Yeah. Um, Cornish mango, yeah, the Cornish. potato, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that yeah. orange potato, yeah. Um, yeah, but surprisingly easily done. I mean, there's no sort of, um, there's no nothing oh, other. Oh, oh. Satisfying. <laughs> um, what's the process then? What's the? 
Same with everything. I mean, all country wines, uh, these, these are called country wines, the stuff that basically you're extracting the flavour of the fruit. Yeah. And you just ferment the sugars in the fruit okay. and add a bit of extra sugar, and away you go. You've got um, alcohol and wine. So and you, a country you, wine is made from all fruit rather than just grapes. Yeah, basically, you, yeah. Um, you've got your sort of your pro wines, which are predominantly grapes. That's and good. Um, yeah, I know. Really good, man. Yeah. You wait for it, don't you? You wait for that. So that is uh, that one there, um, 15p a bottle that. Really? To make? Yeah, to make. Yeah. Wow. So that's basically the cost of sugar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's surprisingly kind of, I was surprisingly, surprisingly quaffable, as they say really in good. the trade. So everything bar the sugar, obviously, you've sort of... Forage, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the yellow potato. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all forage. The gold mine's a bit different. That's a bit more sort of, um, uh, that's got some grains in it. Give it a bit of, bit more body. Okay. So that for the, okay. uh, for the yeah. listeners at home, the golden wine is a bit more of a uh, deeper, richer, uh, golden colour. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, and a bit more liqueur okay. So higher alcohol levels. Bit more body and weight. So with a bit um, of cheese, with a slab of cheese. Yeah, so. Manchego goes oh. really well with me. Man- yeah, Manchego. Oh. Um, if you got some. Oh. Um, <laughs> whereas um. the 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 blackberry wine's more of a sort of um, Pinot Noir kind of yeah, style. Really I say it. Really I say good. to make it a bit more glamorous than yeah. it is, but it does. I'm we're happy with it. Definitely. So the golden wine. Did you plan that to be like that? You plan that to be like a um, you know like a. Yeah, well, I love um, sherry, so I wanted to get something that was kind of like that sort of rich, um, deep flavour, yeah. as opposed to the, the, the other sort of country wines. Large bottle wines are a bit more of something you might have with, with your sort of regular meal or whatever, or um, with your cornflakes, and the mood takes you. Um, whereas this one, yeah, it's much... It's aged a bit longer, yeah. um, but we're not talking, you know, when I say longer, I'm talking about, you know, three months longer okay. rather than 30 years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it's, again, they're all, they're all ingredients that are just coming from, um, you know, like the health food shop or, yeah. or uh, local hedgerows, basically. So how far along are you with uh, your self-sufficiency? Well, at the moment we're, we're sort of into, we're into harvesting season in June. Um, so we're growing, at the moment we're, we're growing all the stuff we're eating apart from stuff like cheese and flour and things yeah. like that. We're not, we're not going to be growing cheeses. Yeah, not going to get a cat. Not gonna but be, is there, not is there plans anymore. to do that sort of, get some livestock and further down I reckon it would be a bit complicated. Yeah. Um, I think that that stuff, there's, there's a few things I'll just leave to like the experts. So like beer making, I mean, I love beer and I just wouldn't, there's just so much good beer about, I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't bother. Um, livestock, I think it's probably, I mean, you do it. Sam, really, no. we we'll get chickens, yeah. but we, you know, but they've got there's lots of chickens welfare concerns, and yeah, it's, you know, I think it's expensive, isn't it? It actually, yeah. I've sort of looked into it a bit. I think we want to get a couple of goats, mm. more half, so they do a bit of work, you know, like clear a bit of area, yeah. and stuff like that. But when you look at it, sometimes it looks like if you only got a couple, yeah, it could become expensive with food. And if you want to give them the good food, you don't have enough space to like graze mm. things. Yeah, so looking after them actually is more expensive than the actual price of the yeah. food. Yeah, and if, yeah. I think people can probably do it if they have enough space and on a bigger scale 
still responsibly, you know, yeah. and you can still find them. But I think if you try it on a real small scale, it's going to be quite difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, I yeah. Know. I mean, most of the, the old school kind of um, uh, self-sufficient farmers would have a cow, and that's, yeah. you know, for the milk and for the processing of the the composting of vegetables because yeah. the manure is just the, the the key to it all basically yeah. you need a good good source of manure so yeah. um um that that i think was the primary reason rather than slaughtering it for for meat or anything. okay um so this is the midlife crisis it's more end of life i'm in the, the autumn years now so most people yeah. don't get themselves like a master <laughs> Couldn't afford one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. I don't know why midlife crisis. Yeah, I don't know why blokes only are the only ones who seem to have midlife crisis for some reason. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's got to be some point in your life where you actually think, right, I should, I should figure out what I actually want to do now. Yeah, and um, yeah, late. I'm in my late forties, so it took me a while to come around to asking that question because it's pretty daunting. You know, what is it that you, do you like? What do you want to do? Well, it's only a midlife crisis, depending on how long you live, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I started having one when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> you kept it going so no one would notice. <laughs> Did you say you're still in it? No, I'm well out of the other side. Yeah, it's a funny one, that, isn't it? It's, but I, I would say, as far as, you know, if it is a midlife crisis, then uh, it's a pretty mellow one. Yeah, much more. I mean, much happier, much you know, much more kind of yeah. uh, relaxed. No, like time rides involved. Definitely not. Yeah, no sort of convertibles or anything. Or, no. Yeah. Uh, have you ever worked yeah. in a restaurant? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Taco Bills. No way. It's taco basically Bell like, or taco no, Bell? it's taco. It's the uh, Australian version of Taco Bell's. Oh, basically, yeah. it's bloke. Yeah, he, he ripped off the idea. An American guy came yeah. out to Australia in, I guess it was like the early eighties. Okay. Started up this thing, and uh, yeah, you'd you'd hang your head in shame if you saw some of the stuff that was going on back uh, there. Basically, yeah, I was a, I was a, a cook. On the CV, it says chef, but uh, it's really a cook. And the the name of the game was basically putting as much chili as possible on your nachos and then <laughs> burning it as hard as possible okay. to see whether or not you get you know what Thanks. complaints you would sort of extract from the customers. Genius. But it had the reverse, you know, it had the opposite effect. People just loved it. Yeah, it was like it was a very sort of like how <laughs> how hot can you go? Yeah, yeah. They just as long as the cheese was there, as long as enough chilies were there, yeah. people would come back with compliments. So um, <laughs> yeah, dribbling. Yeah. Yeah. Little tip for you. <laughs> yeah. Taco bills, I love it. It's like um, coming to America where they got McDonald's restaurant. It's like a McDonald's ripoff. Yeah, this sort of parallel universe <laughs> yeah. running on. But um, I think it did, yeah, it did pretty well. And this yeah. kind of, you know, it's been ticking over. But probably. Is it know, still there? Don't know, but I'd imagine the wave of sort of, you know, quality is sort of swept them into the uh, into the gutter by was that, was that the stepping stone into the music? Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was good training for for life down there. Did you enjoy it? Did you? It was good fun. Yeah, it was good because you know basically uh, midday the boss would be off playing golf or whatever, so it was it was open bar when we did all our prep. Right. And um, then the. Why did you explain that? What do you mean? Drink. Oh, basically, so yeah, the boss was away. We'd be sort of you know testing cocktails and stuff like that, and. um, by the time service came around, we were all in a good mood, and yeah. you know it was a good crew. Um, 
<laughs> so ready to burn some people. Exactly, ready to, <laughs> ready to burn some cheese. more. Yeah. And they did the remember the Kalua do you get Kalua here? Yeah. Yeah, Kalua. The Kalua um was made from Nescafe instant coffee and this ultra cheap brandy that had to be sort of mixed up in this in this stained Kalua bottle oh, that they'd well, bring. So most of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was all, you know, deep fried tortillas and uh, the full the bad me- bad Mexican, I yeah, think well, it was, like you'd probably call it. Yeah, sort of yeah it's Tex Mex, just the yeah. worst kind of Lowest common denominator. Yeah, right. Why were you making so much Kahlua? (laughs) (laughs) Kahlua was like the thing that the kids would drink, basically. Because, yeah, if you didn't like, if you don't like drinking, but you do like coffee, Kahlua is your go to drink. And he was actively trying to get the kids drinking. Wow, you know, he's not going to turn away a buck, so... Well, like we had that thing with the hooch and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We had. Alcopops. Alcopops, yeah. 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 We had the craze for. Oh, they're all horrible, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Hideous. Blue wickets and stuff. Yeah. Sugary. I love the idea of making yoga look. You'd probably, you'd go great guns though. you make your own one. you put it up as the, you know, your special. Yeah. Your special, special mix, yeah. Yeah. you well, promote it these days, but oh, yeah, back in the day, it's just trying to... Yeah, it's just trying to... Cold yeah. press. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, it's just trying to get the kids pissed. Brilliant. Oh, no way. So is that kind of your only restaurant experience? Yeah, that's when I sort of, um, I did have a lot of sympathy for, you know, waiting staff and, yeah. and, and staff behind the scenes after working there. And what was know, the sound? Seeing, was it like a sit-down restaurant? Yeah, it was sit-down. It was okay. basically your nice, I mean, Australia at that time, if you were going for a birthday or a nice night out, yeah. the only sort of sit-down places were really um, Chinese and Italian. Okay. So the Mexican was a bit sort of, you know, a little bit off-piste, but it was a special night out kind yeah. of thing. The food definitely wasn't special, but the setting was. What was the music? So, like, yeah, you'd have your uh, El Miat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before yeah, Los Lobos kind of stuff going on. Um, nice. It was pre-La Bamba, but that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-Gypsy yeah. Kings. Yeah, um, big... That sounds hilarious. Did you have to yeah. wear, like... Yes, hair neck, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that sombrero, like Mexican attire. <laughs> <laughs> a frontier jacket with tassels. Like, yeah. It wasn't sort of easy riding. It wasn't kind of, you know. <laughs> uh, we did, yeah, I got in trouble. Yeah, I used to get in trouble. Like, And that's in, yeah, I get in trouble for like the the standard of my trainers and stuff. Okay. And, you know, because I was like, I was 18, 17 or 18. Yeah. So, um sort of just out of a teenager's bedroom kind of thing. So yeah. I did get sent home once for having like poor quality trainers and not being up to the standards of taco bills. I mean, it was full, you know, leather bow ties for the waiters, uh, that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can see I thought you were going to say, oh, there's an idea. No, not quite. Um, 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 what and you just moved your way straight into the kitchen you didn't have to like you didn't have to KP or well it was like I got it, it was sort of the equivalent of the job centre basically I went down there to the new job and I said how have you what experience have you got at the interview and I said uh, I have I sometimes cook dinner at home <laughs> and that was enough they said right you're in come down six o'clock yeah right done you're in yeah perfect and then, um, yeah, I nearly cut off my thumb on the first day and yeah. had to sort of sit down and realise that, you know, nice, relaxed like, shots. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, don't, 
Don't worry, <laughs> worry about washing it up. Here's a tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were sort of, you know, um, yeah, good old day. I, I guess that doesn't happen now with your rigorous training programme. Uh, <laughs> what about... Have you got any experience? No, but I'm willing to get some. That's what we had the other day. Yeah. Sweet, you're in. Yeah, that. Uh, so what is it then if you go out for dinner, your IR livid, what <sighs> makes you absolute, you know, that thing where you just, something to do with a restaurant or a takeaway or anything. Where you just, just the thing that really pisses me off is style over substance. Like the worst, I, mean, I hate that sort of, that kind of restaurant where you're going to, it's like going to like, was it the white company? What's that company that just sells white sheets and white pillowcases oh, yeah. and all that? You're going in there and they serve you some kind of um, bland Italian food or something, but they're trying to be a bit... You think, you're right, I want to have a nice night out. I'm going to this kind of, you know, special place and it just lets you down. Yeah. That's my kind of... I'm thinking of a specific place which I, which I won't go into in London, but it's that oh, kind of... Well, it's, yeah. well, it's, it's probably got... It's called the Mediterranean Kitchen. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's gone by now. <laughs> oh, it was just a shocker. And they had all a, you know, the sort of when you get a restaurant fad and they've got like sort of all the gimmicks going on, you know, that's whatever the latest thing is. Glow sticks in your tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all that. And, um, but they're just bullshitters. Yeah. And they're just, they're just some guys. You know, there's they've got some money from wherever, probably you know, mum and dad, or they've got some kind of investment where they're yeah. just going to crank out a chain of the things, and they've got their plan. And there's no soul, you know. So, and the the food's not particularly you know interesting, but also you know the atmosphere is kind of just you, you can just see through through it. You know, they're, yeah. they're just there's there's no heart in it. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Those kind of places just so disappointing. Oh, you just, always kind of know when you get in there and you sit down, don't you? you go, oh no. Yeah, you're trapped, and you think, "Do we just do a runner?" Even though we, yeah, even though we haven't had anything, does it still constitute are you a runner? About like overly trendy places, or are you talking about places that are sort of like bandwagon? Where well, you feel duped, right? So okay. maybe I've been duped by the trendiness of it, and I think these are guys, you know, um, who are doing their own thing. But I've been been I fooled like into that taco place. Um, that's Redos Taco oh, yeah. place. That was like, I thought it was going to be amazing. It was yeah. like rubbish. I had a real was like, there. Yeah. You know, probably not far off Taco Bills. <laughs> <laughs> to give them a bad name. <laughs> yeah, no, I had exactly the same. I had exactly the same experience. Yeah, yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, it's like you're you're excited. You know, when you go in, you you want something better than just you know seeing it at home or whatever. You you want you know you've got this sort of anticipation of yeah. there being something good. You know, and then you you taste it, and you can pretty well tell. There and then, you know, whether or not you've just been duped. And then, you, again, you're sort of just sitting there uh, through the whole thing, usually, just sort of, you know, grinning and bearing it yeah, kind of thing. Totally. So, oh, no, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. What would you say favourite drink is? can be anything. One you've brewed up yourself in the... Oh, I'm giving you my favourite homegrown cocktail, but I'm not sure I'll give you the name oh, come on. this oh, hour of the day. Names. The cocktail, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I like a bit of vermouth, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, I don't know what you're laughing. Is it what saying? <laughs> I like a bit like of red vermouth. Like yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once I was working down at the, uh, when I'm done, Rose Monday, yeah, behind the bar, 
And all they busloads of old people come out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's only like when you're 18, all those kind of jobs. And then come up to like, vermouth. I'm like, what the fuck is vermouth? Nollipah. I was like, what's nollipah? I don't know what any of it was. Nollipah. That is totally, I mean. That's what I giggled. But carry on. Yeah, you're right, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I mean, I've got the taste of basically a 70-year-old grandma <laughs> I, love, I love Riesling love Riesling and I love Sherry yeah and I love dressing like sort of you know <laughs> an old boy <laughs> so uh, yeah the uh, the cocktail it's got two names it's got like a a nice name which is um, Midnight Massacre right and it's got the original name is uh, it's a naughty name that was come up with by a friend of mine. But I'll tell you what's in it. It's, um, it's, oh, it's, uh, oh. <laughs> it's uh, Punte Mess, which uh, is like a, a red vermouth, a bit like, um, uh, a bit like Martini Rosso, but a bit sort of, you know, Antica formula. I think you know that. Three parts of that. Bit of tonic, um, two parts tonic, usually Fever Tree, and one part Martini Rosso. And then a little bit of absinthe, just a little bit of a, this is a kind of a cocktail when you don't really know where to go next for me or or a little bit of a sort of a starter. It's kind of a little bit Negroni-like. Okay. And then I put a little bit of um, maybe like half a teaspoon of marmalade in there or an orange. No way. Yeah, sort of Negroni style. Like, orange, you were, I was looking at you thinking, he's just reinvented the Oh, have I nicked one of yours? No, 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 because the absinthe was the Oh, the absinthe, yeah, it's got to be really herby. Can't be a bland, you're not getting the absinthe for the um, for the aniseed. It's got to yeah. be like really herby. You probably put something else in it, just a little touch of it. Have you ever heard of Sazerac? Oh no, what's Sazerac? Sazerac yeah. is brandy and absinthe. It's full bore. Yeah. It's brutal. Probably just as well, isn't it? I know, yeah. yeah, but, yeah Ooh, is that actually what it's called? Or the guys are Sazerac. Sazerac, yeah, it's New Orleans drink. They drink it in New Orleans. Yeah. Full on. Yeah, I was looking so. at the homicide rate of New Orleans <laughs> the other day. <laughs> no, I think they're yeah, second yeah, to yeah. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, a couple of yeah. Sazeracs. Sorry, yeah. Joe, go on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like, we invented it on uh, Christmas Eve. Late one night, hence the sort of midnight massacre. And you were thinking, uh, what do we call it? Yeah. The actual name. Yeah. And what was the actual name? <laughs> Crimson Bummage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. <laughs> and yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, we've got something to say about the uh, competition that we uh, put up last week. Yeah, we, we've got our own Instagram page and everything. That's Filthy Apron Podcast. So just get on there and follow up. And every time we put one out, we'll put a link on there. And yeah, last week we did a little competition about the Rosso Blanco. Yeah, and we um, um, anyone had to take a picture and send them in, you'd get a fifty pound voucher. So no one sent a picture in, <laughs> <laughs> but Will Hewitson, who we know, yeah. is a legend, um, was on holiday in Italy and he made one, forgot to take a photo, and then texted us saying that I are livid. <laughs> so on the back of that, that's good enough for <laughs> yeah, us. He wins a voucher, so nice one, Will. <laughs> yeah, just come down and collect it whenever you're around. Yeah, are we going to do a competition this week? We should do a competition. What should what What should we do? Cocktail. Oh, you could do yeah, cocktail oh. or some homemade piece. The, the red bummage. The red, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. crimson bummage. The crimson bummage. But go on, then, Jerome, take us through the exact measurements quickly. Oh, I was going to say, mate, come in with the best. Why don't you make up your own cocktail? We could do. Yeah. Or you could make, you know, it's up to you. Oh, Coming oh, in, changing oh, up the gold yeah, edition. Yeah, <laughs> why, why, yeah, why don't we have a cocktail that's got like the filthiest name? 
Oh, the filthiest cocktail, mate. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Ideal. Okay, cool. And then you'll win a voucher for Skinners. We're going to bankrupt that. Yeah, so week. maybe we should just do a 25, <laughs> £25 voucher this week. Yeah, okay. Well, you got lucky, man. Well, yeah, you did. <laughs> and if you send it to Instagram, yeah, which perfect. is Filthy Apron Podcast. Yep, sweet. And uh, we're going to work on getting it on iTunes as well, which, you know, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. All right, nice one. Hope you enjoyed. Right on. Cheers. Catch you later. Woke up this morning in dirty sheets An old time belonging, I just work and sleep Big boy.